Today's reading is from Mark chapter 5. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately a man out of the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He lived among the tombs, and no one could restrain him anymore, even with a chain. For he had often been restrained with shackles and chains, but the chains he wrenched apart and the shackles he broke in pieces, and no one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always howling and bruising himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and bowed down before him, and he shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of Most High God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he had said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. He begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now there on the hillside a great herd of swine was feeding, and the unclean spirits begged him, Send us into the swine, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the swine, and the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and were drowned in the sea. The swineherds ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and saw the demoniac sitting there, clothed and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they were afraid. Those who had seen what had happened to the demoniac and to the swine reported it. Then they began to beg Jesus to leave their neighborhood. As he was getting into the boat, uh, the man who had been possessed by demons begged him that he might be with him. But Jesus refused and said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed. The Gospel of our Lord. Thank you, Joni. For some reason, I've been noticing lately how many requests that we get for our feedback on our experiences. Technology has opened up the ways for people and businesses to reach out and ask us to rate our experiences and services. And then in this more competitive market, there's just this ongoing fight for consumer loyalty. After our doctor appointment, Park Nicollet sent me a text asking me to rate my healthcare experience. All they wanted was a number from one to 10. One being a poor experience, and 10 being the best experience. Immediately after an oil change, the car dealership sends me an email asking me to comment about my service and the satisfaction with the process. 
Would I recommend them to a friend? My friend just told me the other day that she had a big anthill in her backyard, and the pest control person who came to remedy it said, for every highly rated customer survey, he receives an extra $10 in his paycheck. So if all his consumers highly affirm his work, he makes more money. After a long visit and an upgrade at the AT&T store, the manager asked me to complete a survey about her and my experience. And then she noted, I just want you to know anything lower than an eight is not good. So I want us to imagine today, maybe be a little playful, in how the characters in this story would respond to a survey about their experience the day that Jesus crossed to the other side of the lake and landed on their shore. First, it's the demons. They are the only ones who recognize Jesus without introduction. Jesus lands and immediately they come with this man as their host They know who Jesus is. They say, you are the son of the most high God. They know the power that Jesus holds. And they beg Jesus not to bother them. But it's too late. Jesus had already commanded them to leave this man. And so they negotiate with Jesus, and Jesus concurs. They can enter a herd of pigs. And that's where they fall to their end, plummeting down a steep bank into the water below. The demons are not satisfied with their encounter with Jesus. Next, it is the townspeople. They would probably rate Jesus a one out of ten. They are furious that their town has been turned upside down. Two thousand pigs have been killed And even though this crazy man was a nuisance, they had figured out a way to keep him away. They outcast him from everyone else into the tombs. They chained him up when they could. And in a way, this man made them feel a little bit better about their own lives. At least they were not living like he was living. Jesus enters their town and dares to go where no one else will into the towns, near the unclean pigs. And Jesus comes close to this crazy man, asking him his name, unleashing a force beyond comprehension to heal him. And so now the man is healthy, fully clothed, and wanting to move back into town. The people explain, exclaim, please don't move in next to me, not in my backyard. What if you go back to your old ways? Then what will we do? Even though a man is healed, the cost is too great for them. They tell Jesus to go. They are not only not satisfied with their encounter with Jesus, they banish Jesus from their town. And now the man, he has no time to complete a survey. He goes right to Jesus and lays at his feet He has been held hostage for so long by demons, outcast from his friends and neighbors. And now his body and mind are made whole. 
He sees a life ahead full of possibilities, and he feels called to contribute. He begs Jesus, let me follow you. There is no Likert scale that can hold the transformation and abundance of life that he experienced. You see, not everyone is happy about Jesus crossing the lake. Not everyone is pleased about the kingdom of God that Jesus reveals in this world. There's impact when God enters in. The world is changed. There's a cost to healing and forgiveness. We are steeped in a, commu- in a consumer culture. Customers are the king and queen and hold power to take their business where they want and demand what they need. This seeps into our lives and sometimes into our faith. We think that God should act how we would like based on our beliefs and experiences. And sometimes our involvement and contributions can come, become transactional based on our sense of satisfaction. If we're not happy, then we just move on to the next church or community down the street. But God calls us to see a wider perspective, to see the beauty of a panoramic view. He comes close and calls us to trust, to have a faith in a love beyond what we can see. Jesus is about something deeper than providing a service or completing a transaction. His will is for transformation to change lives and to extend communities so every person knows that they are worthy and loved. Jesus does not care much about how his actions will be perceived or what his survey results may be. His desire to heal or act is not dependent on what we think. He does not always end up with everyone being satisfied. We realize quickly that we have a lot invested in our worldly categories of peoples and our lifestyles. When someone seemingly undeserving like the possessed man is healed or helped, we don't quite know what to do, and we don't like it. Jesus is not about surveys. He's about stories. He says to the freshly healed man, you can't come with me. Go home, stay where you are, and tell your friends how much the Lord has done for you and what mercy he has shown you. And because of this man and his encounter with Jesus, he is changed and called to speak his story. And from his story and experience, faith will be sparked or sustained in others. This is how God's story has been spread, and this is how God chooses to change the world. And this is why we come here, to be brought back into God's story, because Jesus lands on our shore and in our parking lot, and sometimes we can only see the cost and the disruption. We are unable to see what others may experience, and how they are being healed. For God, it's not an issue. It's about people and mercy for all people. God invites us 
to see a bigger horizon. And maybe that's what his mercy is all about. Maybe that's what we confess today, our inability sometimes to see beyond ourselves and focus rather on the transactions of this life and how we are experiencing them. There's so much rumbling right now in our community, in our nation, in our world about immigration and shootings and unrest. There's division everywhere we look. There are two encounters that have impacted me over this last week. The first is this. I found an artist on my Instagram feed. She tells her story through watercolors. She's an artist. And she just recently painted this image about families. The proceeds of her prints will go to the reunification of kids and families. And she is telling her story to help others and bring about healing in a way that she can do. I was inspired about how she is using her own unique gifts to help us see a wider view. Pastor Joel and I just met with the new CEO of Missions, Inc. You know that sign that you see when you drive past Medicine Lake? Home Free, our partner, the Women and Children's Shelter, is a part of this organization, but so too is a detox center, a nursing home, and two transitional housing units for people who cannot afford not only treatment but healing. They are finding this healing and stability from addiction, from mental illness, and this healing is all happening in our community. And what I was amazed about was I didn't even know that. There's steps away from us, and I was changed when I was able to see in a new way how God was healing others beyond a perspective that I could see on my own. So today we are invited to think about God's healing presence and his mercy in the world and to ask God to open your heart to all the things that are going on and bring a wide lens to God's mercy in the world. It's good news for you. There is nothing that can keep you from God's mercy. And this promise is for you and it's for all people. May this story change us and help us see God's mercy and healing in all things. Amen.